You're listening to the Tim Price Go Harvest podcast, a podcast designed to offer practical insight and encouragement to local church ministry leaders. We're thrilled to have you join us during this second season of the podcast and invite you to help us continue to reach new people by hitting subscribe and the five-star rating. Blessings on you in your ministry. And for now, let's turn it over to Tim Price. Thanks to Paul Fernandes for joining me on the Go Harvest podcast today. Paul has been a part of Fire Up and Ignition as a speaker and leader, and it's been great to be connected to him over these years. During our recent Fire Up recording sessions, we sat down together to talk about a new church plant that he is leading and is beginning with a team of people, and it's called Living Hope in Belleville, Illinois, existing to empower people with the gospel and equip them to glorify Jesus loving and serving the community in Belleville, Illinois. And so it's been great to um, talk with Paul and look forward to sharing this conversation with you that will start right now. Thanks. Glad you're here. And I thought we could take a few minutes to talk about your ministry and um, just not a big list of questions, but basically what are some of the bright spots going on as you're planting a church in the mid of a pandemic? And then probably most often easier to answer is, the barriers, like where are the struggles? Like what are a couple of those that might be helpful to people? No, that's really good. So Uh, quick though, but we just want to let everybody in on who you are. So introduce yourself. Yeah, Paul. Um, And uh, yeah, I was a former youth pastor um, and I've been in ministry for shoot. I don't know how long we, apparently time is not really rocking well for me. Uh, I'm thinking eight years, at least paid. So I've been, but I've been traveling and speaking since 2008. So I'm not going to do the math right now, but it's been a while. Uh, but the Lord's put it on my heart to do church planting and I was avoiding it. And it took my wife telling me, I think this is what the Lord's calling us to do and we need to step up and do it. And so it's like, okay. And when I made a decision, we were rolling it out, getting ready to go. And then all of a sudden the pandemic hit and what you do when you church plan is you gotta find out your vision and you gotta raise funds. And I'm like, how am I gonna raise funds when everyone's stuck at home? And so I am calling people, FaceTiming people, and I'm like, hey, listen, this is what we're doing. And so with the church plant, um, the vision is we wanna plant churches uh, that plant churches uh, and bring living hope to our local and global community. And that brings us to the name of the church, Living Hope. First uh, Peter 3, how he talks about Jesus Christ is our living hope. And so we have this thing that we're, that God has done for us and we're living for this hope that he's bringing to us. And so how do I bring hope to my local community? And so we're calling people, FaceTiming people, and it's the weirdest thing. It's, I'm going to mix it a little both. Like the good part is I've been on a hustle real hard because every day it's kind of like, I can't meet people. How do I connect with people? Talking about a hustle for like fundraising. Fundraising and like sharing vision. It's like, how do you do that when you can't meet with people? So how have you been doing that? I literally FaceTime people. I hit people up on Facebook. I'm like, hey man, we should have a conference call. I'd love to just kind of talk to you about what's happening at Living Hope and what's happening with church planting and explain that. And so it's, it's been cool to connect with people and to hear their heart in the midst of a pandemic. Because when I tell people, hey, I'm planting a church, they're like, oh my gosh, something good is happening in the midst of all this. That's the number one thing I've been hearing more than anything. It's been like, thank you. Like the mission of God is still being advanced, yeah. you know? And I know like the whole world 
was like at halt, it seemed like. It's like, what do we do? It's like, we're going to wait one month. We're going to wait another month. Oh, now we're like a whole year in. I think we're officially a full year at this recording yeah. of this podcast. So it's like we're a full year. It's like, dude. So that's been hopeful. And then the hard part is casting vision enough and following up with people that would want to give. Because it's like, who's giving during a pandemic? People aren't working. Like, jobs are like few and far between. Yes, there's a few checks here and that are given out by the government, but it's hard. And so it's like, okay, what are we doing? And so my wife and I are just bunkering down. We're just like tightening up the budget. Everyone's eating, all the kids are eating ramen and eggs only, and we're gonna figure this out. But like, <laughs> the Lord has been faithful, man. It's been so cool. Like, money has come in in the most unlikely places. And um, people have been excited because I thought people would think, you know, why do you need another church? And that, that was a struggle in my brain. Like, why do I need another church? And I think that's what stopped me from wanting the planet church because I was thinking, there's so many. Let's just help what's already out there and let's fuel them and, like, help them. And, and I'm seeing that it's necessary to keep planting healthy churches. Yeah, because that's, I mean, that's how the church grows. Like, that's how church that's grows. That's the best way for we it We multiply, yeah. and that's Otherwise, what we do. Otherwise, you just get, and there's, so, there's seasons to every life cycle of a church. I mean, like, yeah. if you don't plant new ones, it's like trees. Just, so. That's really well said. Yeah. So if your kids are sitting around uh, eating ramen noodles and whatnot, there's, there's, there's not many ways to stretch the faith of kids in your own household if they <laughs> haven't been a part of a mission ministry. <laughs> you're <laughs> I mean, not if you, if you're kidding. The They're table, like, what? Praying, if you're praying for people to show up and then they watch them show up, that's, that's dynamite. Like, it just blows a, a kid's mind. So... Dude, yeah, I wonder what my kids are thinking. Uh, it, they could tell, like, the shift happened when when funds started coming in and I was able to work a part-time job. Like, like, we were able to have that transition, but it was like, yeah. I would love to know what was in their brain. Like, all of a sudden, we're just eating ramen and eggs. Now, we're back at Chick-fil-A. Like, what happened? So, yeah. yeah. What is the angle that you have in terms of raising money and inviting people to give? Like, yeah. Do you go big or do you kind of just leave it up to the Lord to work at people's hearts and spend a lot of time praying or do you, Man, do you make a big a little, ask or what do you it's do? It's a little bit of everything. So calculated some few things, uh, needed $250,000 in the next two years. I got one more year left in this and uh, the goal was for salary, equipment, you know, from the wiring to the tech, um, all that stuff in between and then rental fees. I was trying to put rental fees in there. And so... Uh, I tell people the $250,000, this is what we're raising. Uh, this goes to salary and all the equipment. And really I'm challenging people like to give a hundred dollars a month. If people can give a hundred dollars a month, which is huge, that can help advance. And then with churches and ministries, I was really pushing it. And I was like, listen, 500, do you think that can be on your budget for 2022 for 500 a month just to see the mission to advance, see what God does? And so some people were really thrown off by it and some people were really excited about it. And so it was really just sticking to it and just saying, okay, I do a lot of fasting and I do a lot of praying as well. So I'm trying to boldly ask, but I'm trying to ask the Lord like, man, Lord, like, cause I, it feels weird. Like I'm used to being in a position where I'm just, faithfully preaching the text. And so in this season, it's been really awkward because it's like, okay, I don't want to sell myself. I want to push Jesus. But at the same time, as I'm pushing the good news of Jesus 
funds and finances do have to come in. And so how do you do that? And I felt like in my heart, I was like, well, I don't want to sell me. But then at the same time, like God has used us as a conduit to make much of him. And so I had to like rearrange my brain in that. So that's true, because being humble doesn't mean not sticking your name out there and putting your neck on the line. So good. Usually it's like opposite. Yeah. Like if you're willing to say, yeah, that's my name and this is our bank account and everything we have is going toward this purpose. And so I'm just going to be confident in that. And it's crazy because I do like I specifically have a ministry, a Christian like content that I make called the word of the day pod. And the whole point of it is just to be evangelistic. I have coworkers and friends that would just never come to church ever, but they'll watch a video and they'll watch a five minute video. And so I would promote me as in, hey, it's you could see me, but once you hear the message. But for some reason, when it came to church culture and ministry culture, like it was the exact opposite. Like for the world, I was like, yeah, you're just looking at the person. But when it came to the Christian culture, I was like, well, I don't want to elevate. And so I had to do an adjustment in my mind as I was going about that. It was weird. I heard one time. That's, that's good. I mean, it's great stuff because that's uh, people probably go through that. Not even for church planting, just even to insert yourself into any part Anything. of the kingdom, like just yeah. saying, I'm going to sow seeds. I'm going to, I'm going to invest and see what kind of fruit is born. But, but I remember somebody one time saying that, um, humility is inserting yourself in like mm. Jesus being humble to That's go so to good. the cross was like somebody, some other person, if they weren't thinking like the son of God would have said, well, I don't want to be, I don't want to be the one to save the world. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, just it, yeah. Weird. Just thinking about like <laughs> surrendering your life to that. And yeah. cause that's what it is. I mean, you know, better than anyone being in ministry work. I mean, you give of yourself, like you're literally just pouring it out and like, you don't just go to sleep at night. <laughs> like there's yeah. a lot of things that dwell and go through your mind. And so, yeah, you're right. That's man. true. So that's, that's definitely a, a bright spot. Just the new first vision because yeah. you, you need those and the church needs to see it and experience it. And yeah, and it's good for somebody like you to jump in and, and be that man. It's fun. So, what are some of the um, crazy things? The cr- maybe, maybe it's all the same answers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the crazy, yeah, the crazy things are, yeah. And it may offend some people in the podcast, but whatever. We're just going to go for it, I guess. We could edit it out maybe. Um, the Christians aren't as giving as some of the secular people I've met. Hmm. So a lot of secular people that don't know Jesus they see the charisma, they see the passion, and they have dumped a lot of money into the church plant. But a lot of Christians that I would talk to uh, weren't as giving. I mean, they were. They, some people would give. Some people already had their areas of ministry that they were giving to. But that was like weird for me. I was like, what? And I know Christians are giving. We're marked by giving because Jesus gave. But it's, I think about, I forget what that scripture is, but how the wicked lay out um, uh, the, the wealth uh, for the righteous. And I'm like, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this might be it right here. Like, like, you know, even though the wicked toil and they do the things, they're pouring right back in the kingdom, they don't even know it. So that's been kind of cool, but also kind of like, I was kind of like, wow, like, like more secular people, more non-God-fearing people are throwing more money than people that were fears of God. Uh, and then, um, the underco- I mean, that it's kind of the same principle that nobody likes to work on Sundays when they're waiters because the people after church don't tip Bro, as well. I so, I am, mean, like, just I'm the, that guy. 
just to be. I've served tables for years. Mm -hmm. And I'm a Christian. And I still, still, if I had to work a shift, I would never want to work a Sunday. Yeah. It's like. So we really need to get people to be bigger tippers and yes. more generous, just for the witness aspect. Just not, for the witness. Yeah. Just for the witness. I have a friend. She's really good at it. By the way, if, if you're listening to the podcast, like, it's really good to like look at your tab and tip, tip at least 20%. So you wanna look at 20%. But I have a friend and she specifically likes to give over and above 20% and her, she's consistent. So she go, she'll go same time, same place. So she usually has a waiter or a host that's consistent and she's able to be a witness where I've seen her give good, but also conversate well with like the waitresses. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just a one-off, it was, that was her ministry. Building her mission up. field was eating at the restaurant that she already enjoys, but she's being missional with her giving and her conversation. It was really cool. Yeah, money and money stuff is so interesting. I read a book called Nickel and Dimed, which was a lady who went undercover as a three jobs that are kind of overlooked by society. They're like, mm. people don't really pay attention to, you know, they do pay attention, but they like uh, serving as a housekeeper in a motel or, yeah. you know, uh, cleaning people's homes or serving mm. tables or whatever the, the case is. And just the inside of that made me change and always find out people's names. Just like that That's one little big. thing. So, so you had that one uh, crazy part struggle wise. Yeah. What other barriers have you bumped up against that just. Man, the fear of the unknown is so real. Um, and I say that because you know, we'll read the stories of faith, we'll see Abraham, and, but when you step out and you say, I'm gonna plant a church, I need $250,000. And sometimes you only see like $100 come in. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like the fear factor comes up, like how do you react? And so I've seen a lot of things on myself, like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, is money gonna come in? Is money gonna come in? Is money gonna come in? And then I had to tell myself not to look to see who's giving, because I just had to be like, Okay, let's just look, let's see what, how can we budget. And so the dark side is when you step out, like you really step out, you really see what you're made of inside. Huh. And so even if you're listening, you're trying to start some, some content online, you're trying to start a business, like stepping out is the real test of faith. It's like, it's cool to have ideas, but what do you do with them? Are you running with them? And so it's been dark huh. in my heart to see like, wow, what's coming up in the midst of like, not really having everything figured out. You don't know what the future holds. You don't know the funds that are gonna come in or the people that are gonna have your back. And so, yeah, that's, that's a whole nother thing. It's like people will verbally say they have your back, but then it's like, well, I actually need this. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Huh. Yeah, those have been some places in ministry and like stepping out where it's like, wow, you're off on a ledge. But at the same time, it's like, there's like, oh, it's like you're stepping out in water. So imagine if you're listening, you're stepping out in water, but there's rocks below, but you don't know where they're at, but you happen to always put your foot where the rock is. Uh -huh. That's what it feels like. It's, it's like, oh, and then you get a little more confidence every step you take because you're just like, oh, it's good, but it's still scary because it's still just water. You yeah. have no idea. So Yeah, it's a good visual. I've only been a part of church plans from afar. Like I've always yeah. gone and been like special guest worship leader or you know just yeah. all the little things I've never like been smack in the middle of it and um, and one thing I always reflect on is like our church this church right here started in 1843 so Whoa. it just blows your mind That's to epic. think like at some point this was a church plant it was, this <laughs> but, was a and church like plant. the DNA somewhere in there of these people that pass Jeez. this thing down That's and then awesome. just all the weird things of you got the church plant and then 
the next generation, all those kids of all these families, you have to teach them about what that was like. Yeah. And, and then they have to teach, and so it's like it becomes institutionalized. That's part of the reason why you keep needing church plants. So you got a big nucleus of people that are always feeling like the ax kind of church. Yeah. And um, the church plants force you to do that. Like if you don't step out and tell people about it and talk about it and show yourself to the community, you're never gonna shine, you're never gonna build it, you're never gonna be able to be effective. Yep. And established churches have the sad misfortune of being able to survive for like decades and not ever step out. Yeah. <laughs> and right, not bro. that you want to slam an established church. They both have, yep. they're both part of this whole big picture. But Absolutely. So what you were speaking of is like, like if you don't march into parades in a couple of years, you might yep. have to close the doors. Like you got to yep. do it all. I have to be out yeah, yeah. and I have to be connecting and I have to, I, you have to, you have to. If you don't, then people are just going to forget. There's other things. There's so many things, especially in this season, like watching like Netflix or social media or whatever. Like people that see my content, they're moved on to the next thing. Like, like yeah. I'm just hoping like to grab someone's attention for five seconds. Like which are they going to give a dollar? Which is crazy <laughs> to think about, but that's true. Well, we, um, this has been awesome, and yeah, I know we focused on the money side of things, but that's that's also such a huge part of faith. I mean, it's all so it intertwined. It, it really, it really is. Um, yeah, it, and it, you have it, a good it, you have a good outlook on it. It it affects every. It's funny because it affects everything uh, that we do. Specifically as Americans, I feel like we're in the spot of like we've been so privileged as Americans to have what we have and to do what we're able to do, and then when you're out in the middle, it's like, okay, where's your faith now? All the things we've learned through church and scripture, how are we able to apply this in everyday life? Because the mission's still the same. Like, I still want to know God and to make him known, but how do I do that? And yeah, money's that tool, but at the same time, it exposes things. Yep. And so our tools in our lives exposes things. And so... Well, did you hear about the joke of the guy that went to heaven and just before he passed away, he asked God if he could just take some valuable things. And so he said, all right. So he gets to the gates of heaven and he has a big suitcase and it's, and uh, they say, hey, you can't come in with that. And they said, no, I, I talked to the Lord. He said, I could bring it. And they said, well, no, nobody brings anything in here. And so he finally talked the guy into it and he got in there and he's standing there face to face with God and he opened his suitcase and it was 25 gold bars. And then everybody looked at him and thought, Why'd you bring asphalt? <laughs> <laughs> we that's walk a, on this. That's thing. like a preacher joke, but yeah, like hey, money listen. money isn't a thing to God. It's just a it's just a just a tool, man. Just tool. So just a tool, and that's mm. amazing. Well, um, as we wind down here, yep. uh, it would be great for people who listen to this podcast and maybe in the area to know about you. And sometimes these little things are like tedious, trying yeah. to say, oh, I'm here, I'm this, and here, I'm this. You mentioned the church, you mentioned the yeah. evangelistic little snippets you do on social media. Yep. So go through and tell us where all those are. Yeah, and so we got a church plant called Living Hope, and it's going to be in Belleville, Illinois. And you can check that out at supportlivinghope.com. And so you can kind of see the website there, check it out. You see our mission, our vision, and how to give. So you have that there. And then also, uh, Word of the Day pod is a, just a platform that I use to be evangelistic. I like to share videos on just Christian content about different things that are happening in the world and through scripture. And so I like to kind of collide them together. And so I got a team of people that kind of help video and do podcasts. And so we got a podcast that comes out 
like once a month. Haven't been faithful with that, but you know, it's coming out when it comes out. And then uh, we have video content that also comes out. And so we like to use that for people to share with other people just so they can hear the name of Jesus. And so uh, we got that going on. And so, yeah, you can find me Word of the Day Pod. Also, Paul Anthony Fernandes at, uh, yeah, at any platform. You can just type that in. You'll see me. Uh, Paul underscore Fernandes at uh, Instagram. And so, yeah, come check me out. If the Lord is speaking to your heart, I know we talked a lot about money, about giving. Uh, you can see that there. And really just praying that the mission and the vision gets pushed across and that people are discipled. I really want people to be discipled. And so we're good at pushing content out, but I really want to bring people in and train them up and disciple them out. Uh, and we just got to be about the mission. And I think the pandemic has really shown us that community is important. And I hope to bring that to the table. And hopefully we can make disciples and keep pushing, keep pushing the good news out to other people. So yeah. that's good. Well, I appreciate being a part of this today and uh, we'll stay in touch. For sure. great to talk about ministry and learn all we can. And I really appreciate you, Paul, joining me on the Go Harvest podcast. And I want to encourage you all as listeners to remember that it's through a converted and committed heart solely given to God through prayer and trusting in him that revival does come. So we praise the name of Jesus as we continue to work in the fields ripe for harvest. And Paul, we uh, are praying for you and encourage you in the ministry as you continue on over this year. Thank you for your enthusiasm and your energy and your wisdom and what you're learning. And we are just praying that God will use it in mighty ways and, and multiply it as uh, you continue the ministry of kingdom work here in this region. Thanks again, everybody, and we'll see you next time.